I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What is going on? Happy hump day. Let's just lean into that stupid expression Tom loves. I'm sorry. It's my bad. I'm going to ask you from Salam, longtime NFL player, offensive lineman, a Twitter uh, must follow at Ephraim Salam, NFL analyst. Ephraim, I don't know what it is. I, hello, E. I hate the expression hump day. Am I, am I wrong or are you with me that it's just dumb? <laughs> well, somebody woke up spicy this morning, man. <laughs> it's true, bro. You have no idea. I don't I like mean, it. Why would you attack hump day? I just don't like the expression. What does why? it mean? Tell me why. Because I'm not all like I like all the days. I'm trying to live as positively as let, I can. Like let what, me, Tuesdays. Let me tell it's... you why Hump Day is Hump Day. I'll give it to me. Monday is the beginning of the week. Everybody hates Mondays. You got to yeah, go back to work. Right. So now you're climbing up this hill that you don't like to climb up to. Once you get to Wednesday, you're at the top of the hill, and now Thursday, Friday is all downhill, which makes a hump. I hate it. I think of camels. I don't like camels. Honestly, so that's you should part think of it. So it should be Mountain Day then, because it's <laughs> our heel summit day. day. It's at the worth of summit. Okay, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> here on the show. Uh, hey, for at risk of getting in an argument because it's already happened on the show, what do you make of uh, with somebody else? What do you make of Saquon Barkley? His situation, obviously. He, he's been franchise tagged. They didn't come to an extension by the deadline on Monday. There, there are limited options. Uh, running backs do not make what they used to make. Do you think it's reasonable to expect that Saquon Barkley could just say to hell with you guys and, and sit out for the year and try to force these guys to give them a one-year deal? Maybe they can't tag him next year. The only way this works collectively is if you take all of the running backs who have not signed their, their tender and they all sit out. Individually, it doesn't work. We saw it with Le'Veon Bell. It it doesn't work. He'd never been the same after that. And, you know, the New York Giants, first of all, the most important player on that team is Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones isn't Daniel Jones without Saquon Barkley. He isn't a $35 million quarterback a year by any stretch of the imagination. He is average. Uh, run of the mill, but what gives him that pop is to be able to hand the ball off or throw the ball to a dynamic back out of the backfield. We all know that, but the way the current system is and the way the owners uh, are positioning this as, look, we don't want to give you guys long-term deals, even though you're still in your 20s. Before, it used to be once you got to that 30 number, ah, well, we don't want to pay you guys anymore, but now, because you're first-round draft picks and you play. You have to play five years. You play five years. So if you're 22 when you come into the league, you're 27 uh, by the time you know there's a deal, and there's not much tread left. When you look at, in their opinion, when you look at what uh, Ezekiel Elliott has done, Todd Gurley wants that. They got those big contracts. They were never the same. 
Ephraim Salam here on the show. E, this is sort of a a, a a weird question, maybe, but I'm but I'm curious, and I love your perspective, even though you're, you you may be guessing. You, you obviously played the game at a high level. You came up through high school and college. You, you made a career out of football. Do you think that high school kids are are aware enough of what's going on that there could be a situation where if you are talented enough or maybe talented enough to, to play at a high level that you're looking at guys that are 10 or 15 years older than you and saying, I'm going to try to avoid the running back position? Because obviously, right, like, like obviously Saquon Barkley can't go back in time and decide to play another position. But there are young players who I, I wonder, do, do you think this has any impact on guys 10 years from now, really athletic, future NFL players, and what position they choose to play starting early in their football careers? Zero, because you know Zero. what $10 million is to a kid in high school? Everything. All the money in the world. Right? So let's keep it in perspective. It's still $10 million for the one year. Now, in terms of your peers, and receivers, especially quarterbacks, they're outliers. We keep them out. Defensive ends, things like that. Yeah, you're 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 underpaid. But in terms of the world, it's still ten million dollars. So if you have a kid whose dream is to go to the NFL and he is a dynamic running back early on, he's not going at some point to be like, you know what? Hmm, let me decrease my chances of making it to the league by switching positions. No, the point is to get to the league. Once you get to the league, the business aspects of it, it takes care of itself. You have some breathing room now. But right now, you want to get there so you can afford the life that you've always dreamt of. Ephraim Salam, great insight. And we've I've asked you about this from, from Saquon Barkley's perspective or Josh Jacobs' perspective or Dalvin Cook's not in the same boat but doesn't have a job. If you are running – a team. If you are a general manager or an assistant GM and you're having to make these these business decisions, what is the right thing from a football team's perspective in terms of, I know it's guy to guy, but let's say Saquon Barkley. If you're the Giants, obviously there's a cap. What is the right move from that perspective? Well, if you can get Saquon Barkley at his skill level for $10 million, that's the right business move. That's, I mean, you take the emotion out of it. That's the right business move because of the cap. I can get his talents for one year at $10 million. Now, when you franchise a quarterback or even a receiver now, that that tag is higher because there aren't really that many lucrative uh, running back deals out there in the league. The market value is down. So now you can get a steal, a running back of, of – of, of, Austin Eckler's caliber, of of uh, Saquon Barkley's caliber, of Josh Jacobs' caliber, you can get a steal at $10 million. So, of course, that's a great business move. Ephraim Slam here on, here on the show. Uh, Ephraim, we talked at the start of the show, just Patrick Mahomes saying what, of course, he's going to say. They want to repeat. They've got a plan. Here's the things they want to do. They're the betting favorites. When you look at the AFC, let me ask you a two-part question. Who's the most likely team to to be left standing when it's all said and done, and who might be the most you know the most surprising team that could that could make a push in the AFC? Not not name the Chiefs. Um, number one, I think the Chiefs would be standing there at the end. Uh, yeah, whenever you have somebody with the talent of Patrick Mahomes, uh, it, it's just it, it, uh, I mean, he's he's a generational talent. 
he's on pace to be able to compete with what Tom Brady was able to do. Uh, if he and Andy Reid stay together and he keeps making decisions uh, that benefit the team uh, and, and not himself, then you can see this as a long run. Uh, but uh, the team that's standing there on the outside looking in, um, in the AFC, uh, it, it could be Buffalo. It, it could be Buffalo. When you, you look at, uh, at, at, at that division, I, I mean – the division is getting tougher. You know, the division is getting tougher. Some things are happening. Um, and it, it could be Buffalo. I don't know if, if if Josh Allen is going to continue to turn the ball over and, and, and make poor decisions. Like, he kind of regressed a little bit to me last year. So, if he can, you know, without Brian Dayball there, things are a little bit different. And and so, I'm I'm, I'm very interested to see what Josh looks like and and what that offense looks like um, for the second year without Brian. We, right, we, me, people that talk about this stuff for a living are always looking for for stuff to talk about. And we talked for a minute about Stephon Diggs being frustrated and whatever the hell happened there. As it relates, Ephraim Salam, to just how Buffalo plays, is that much ado about nothing? Or can those kind of moments early on have an impact on, on performance when we actually get to the season? Yeah, everything matters. Once you get into July, everything matters, right? You want to go into training camp. The, the two things you want, you want to go into training camp as healthy as possible, and you want to be focused as possible, right? You want guys on the same page coming into training camp. And then, of course, Coming out of training camp, the health thing is, is, is number one. But you really want to have guys there and you want to get the work done in training camp um, because you want to be very limited in, in preseason in terms of your core guys. So you need them healthy. You need them to be able to practice, build that team camaraderie, and then come out of training camp ready to hit the ground running. So it's, you know, you can see the cracks. When when you start hearing hearing things and seeing the cracks, then you start to worry, and that's it before training camp even started. E from Salam here on here on the show. Uh, e, we were talking about Justin Fields, and, and, and Fields told Brian McFadden, colleague of mine, he's a top five running quarterback of all time, and it led to a, a conversation about some disagreement about about Fields and his upside and his ceiling. Now, I'm a Bears fan. You're from Chicago. What do you make of Fields and and you know, what he can or can't do going forward? Well, I can't tell him what he can't do. Um, it will be along the lines of his progression. Now, he did take some steps uh, to get better, which is what you need. But this is really a make it or break it year for him to see if he can be that. Now, being the greatest running quarterback of all time, is not something you probably want to strive for at the position, uh, especially when it's a pass-happy league and you can put up uh, huge numbers through the air. So just his approach and his mentality to the position maybe needs to shift a little bit. He's not going to be able to take that pounding at his size um, as a quarterback if that's where his focus is. Ephraim, who's going to win that division this year? <laughs> 
I know. Yeah, you want to ride with Kirk Cousins? I don't. I mean, what's the? Are, are the I, I Packers? Would, I guess I would have to, to. No, I guess I would have to to lean towards Detroit. Yeah. I like what they've done. I like what what um, uh, Dan Campbell has done in, in changing the culture and really, um, really elevating uh, the mentality in the locker room in Detroit. I mean, they they can play ball. If they can clean up defensively, they they're gonna be dangerous. I mean, look, there, there's the usual sus- suspects in the NFC, which uh, for me at least doesn't feel nearly as deep or dangerous as the AFC. You've got the Eagles, who came close last year. You've got uh, the Niners, if their quarterback situation can be resolved, or they would tell you just have a quarterback who's healthy that they can be a, a threat. Every year in the NFL, there are multiple surprises, from good ones, bad ones. Anybody in the NFC that you think can be better than advertised next season? Man, that's a tough one. I know. I don't know the answer, by the way. Usually I ask these things and I have a, a view. I don't even know who. I could give you some. Like, I like the Jags. I don't know. Maybe they're not very under the radar in the AFC. But NFC, I don't even know who to point toward. Oof. Oh, man. I mean, if anything, I would say... Maybe the commanders. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, just, just being in that division and the changing of of the like it's it, it's like a coin flip in that division. Um, it, it's I, I don't know, man. NFC is so underwhelming. Uh, it, it just it's just a sparsity at the quarterback position. You don't want to go Chicago Bears, Ephraim? You don't want to go hometown Bears? No, I, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. Uh, you I, shouldn't. I, I do not. Well, I'm, <laughs> I, look, I'm just purely what you need is a passer of the football. You need that. Um, And if you don't have that, you got to be really good everywhere else. And I'm not quite sure the Chicago Bears are there yet. Well, they're not good at anything, usually, so I, that's a reasonable analysis. God, I hate being a Bears fan. Uh, Ephraim, as always, buddy, it is it is great to hear your voice. I hope you and the family are well. Thanks for uh, thanks for making some time, pal. Hope you're having a good summer. Always, always, man. You need an afternoon show, man, because in the summer, you got me waking up at 745. Who are you uh, talking your- to? I live here, too. I get up at, like, 430, know, man. But this is your show. You get up every day. <laughs> True. I didn't get paid for it. You're just doing me a very, very solid, solid. Yeah. All right, I'll work on it. I'll talk to the boss. I'll get on. I talk to him tomorrow. I'll, I'll let him know you said so. I will, actually. All right, dude. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.